Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young, and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. If you're anything like me, you've likely spent much of your pandemic time browsing through silly dance videos on TikTok. According to Statistica, TikTok sods app grow by 180% among 15 to 26-year-olds just in the first quarter of 2020. It's seen a lot of creators rise to fame by creating these 15-second video clips. One of those big creators is a man by the name of Ali Nasser Abuluban, who went by the username JinKid and grew to have almost 1 million followers by creating comedy skits and impression videos. But was he really the happy-go-lucky guy that he portrayed? It doesn't appear so. He now stands on trial, accused of fatally shooting his wife and another man, with who he thought that she was having an affair. 
This is a really tragic story of domestic violence resulting in murder. And it's just a reminder that not everything that you see online is real life. All right, let's jump in. Before he went by the name Jin Kid online, Ali was born on the 18th of May, 1992 in Staten Island, while his family originally migrated to the U.S. from Palestine. He grew up in Manassas, Virginia, and he attended Stonewall Jackson High School. Before growing this huge following on TikTok and YouTube, he was actually a senior IT network engineer for the federal government. Even though it paid the bills, it was clear that comedy was just more of his thing, and it was something that he really enjoyed doing. So, he continued to try to grow his following on the side. On January 27, 2017, Ali would marry his longtime girlfriend, Anna Marie. Anna had also been born in Staten Island, New York, and in addition to being beyond beautiful, she was incredibly smart and she had a bachelor's degree in science from the Technological University of the Philippines. She was a year older than Ali and almost equally active on social media. The pair both had this strong desire to become influencers and they were pretty successful at it. Ali would make funny skits with his most popular content featuring impressions of Scarface and John Wick. His followers subscribed to his channel because he was always good for a laugh. Meanwhile, Anna's content was more about aesthetic and living this beautiful life, and seriously, the girl was stunning. On the outside, they really appeared to be this happy, successful couple who would often combine their viewerships and collaborate on videos together. One of the clips that really stands out in my mind, particularly after hearing about Ali's arrest, was a TikTok video that Ali and Anna did together where they're seen dancing and the caption says, when your relationship is drama free. The pair would go on to have a daughter who would also be included in their videos, and it seemed like they had this perfect family unit. At least it certainly looked that way to their fans and their viewers. But money and fame, they can't buy you happiness. There were problems in this marriage, and friends of Anna said that she believed that Ali was cheating on her with other women. Her husband was now this big-shot social media celebrity, so he was getting a lot of female attention. There was a lot of tension in the marriage, a lot of fighting, and things quickly escalated to physical violence. Within three months prior to the incident that we're talking about tonight, nine calls were made to the police to report a domestic violence incident. On nine different occasions in those short three months, police attended the scene of their beautiful 35th floor condo in this luxury high-rise located in an upscale neighborhood of San Diego. Anna would allege physical abuse, including being pushed by Ali. However, he was never arrested during any of those incidents. According to a couple who lived down the hall from Ali and Anna, during one altercation, Anna had knocked on their door and asked them to call the police because she said that her husband had hit her. They said that Anna asked them if she could use their telephone because she said that Ali had taken hers. Sadly, their five-year-old daughter was a witness to the physical abuse. And all of this happened just a month before the murder. 
On October 18th, 2021, Anna would go on to ask Ali to move out of their apartment and into a hotel room, and she talked about possibly getting a restraining order against him to try to keep him away from her, though unfortunately one was never filed. She had enough, and she was moving forward with a divorce, but Ali kept pushing for them to make up and get back together. What she didn't know is that Ali went as far as to secretly make a copy of their condo key so that he could enter whenever he wanted and spy on her. Just three days later, on the morning of October 21st, 2021, Ali would use this key to enter the apartment while Anna wasn't home. He completely trashed the condo, and then he installed an app on his five-year-old daughter's iPad that allowed him to monitor live audio inside the apartment. With this app, he would be able to listen to any and all conversations or events that were happening inside the home, which is just, it's beyond messed up. It goes to show how toxic and narcissistic Ali was, and just how far he would go to get back at his wife. Unfortunately, when Anna arrived home a few hours later to find her condo completely trashed, she never called the police to report it, which happens all too often with women of domestic violence, where they feel bad about leaving their husbands, and you know their husbands are making them feel guilty about it, and so they accept more than they ever should, including having their home vandalized. She could have never known that he had installed that listening app on the iPad or what was going to happen only hours later. Later that day, while back at his hotel room, Ali decided to listen in on Anna and see what was happening in the apartment via the app that he had installed. According to him, he heard his wife and a man's voice. The pair were laughing. He got into his car and drove directly to the condo to confront them both. He was in this absolute rage. And I think it's important to note here that we have no idea what was actually happening in the condo. We don't know what the conversation was or the relationship between Anna and this man was. Because we only have the word of Ali and clearly... He does not have a reputation for being the most level-headed and sincere individual. Either way, he stormed into the condo and he found his wife, Anna, with 29-year-old Rayburn Cardenas Barron. According to Ali, Rayburn had his arm around Anna, and in one report I read, they said that the couple was actually kissing. In an absolute rage, he shot Rayburn three times in the upper body at close range. Then he shot his wife, Anna, directly in the head. Then he called 911, telling a dispatcher that he arrived at the apartment and found both of the victims dead. Apparently, he was setting up his story for what had happened. You know, that he had just walked in and found them deceased. When the dispatcher asked him to remain at the scene, he said that he had to go and then he just ended the call. Then he quickly fled the scene. Of course, this is an apartment complex, so people heard the gunshots, and they saw Ali running from the condo, and they all immediately called the police. While police were on the way to the scene, Ali drove directly to his daughter's school to pick her up, and it's alleged that he told the little girl that he had quote-unquote hurt mommy. He also called his mother to confess to her that he had just killed Anna. San Diego police arrived on the scene at around 3.10 p.m., finding both Anna and Rayburn deceased from their gunshot wounds. Paramedics didn't even have an opportunity to work on them or to try to save them. They were already dead. It was already too late by the time that they had arrived. 
In speaking with witnesses, they were quickly able to identify Ali as the perpetrator. And so an alert was put out in the area for police to watch for his vehicle or his license plate. Thankfully, he was quickly found driving eastbound down Interstate 805. His daughter was in the back of the vehicle when he was apprehended, so thankfully, he went into police custody without a fight. His loaded weapon was found beside him in the car, which kind of makes you wonder what he may have been planning to do. Why did he go directly to pick his daughter up from school instead of leaving her there where it was safe? And why did he still have the gun in his possession? We don't know. But thankfully, she was found safely before things could have escalated even further. With the previous reports of abuse on file, with the separation and the divorce in the process, with the weapon found in his possession and the eyewitness testimony, you'd likely think that this would be an easy case. But Ali, being the narcissist that he apparently is, he decided to plead not guilty to all charges. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors Fresh, Never Frozen Meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. 
We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day, because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious, with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. While awaiting trial at the San Diego George Bailey Detention Facility, he decided to give a jailhouse interview to a Fox 5 news correspondent, and it didn't go so well for him. I'll play a portion of it for you now. What are you thinking? driving to the apartment. It's a bit difficult to understand what he's saying, but he said, oh my god, oh my god, there's a man, there's a man, and then guess what I hear, like a fucking nightmare, R&B music, as if R&B music actually means anything. Then he goes on to say, I'm driving, and I'm like, don't have sex, Anna, don't have sex, Anna, I'm like, don't do it, and I'm screaming. To see her kissing Ray on my couch with his feet on my table with my wife, my money, my apartment, my life, and the house that my daughter sleeps in on the furniture that I put together. What do you expect a man to feel? Well, I guess that's the end of my marriage. No, that's my family. And then he went on to shoot them both. He claimed that he went to pick up his daughter from school because he was going to bring her to a safe location with family. And he says that he wasn't planning to run away. He was eventually going to turn himself in. He also kind of blamed Anna for what happened, saying that she partied too much and things were different between them since they had moved to San Diego and began this very public life that they lived. But Anna's friends and family have disagreed, saying that he was just a bad guy. He became obsessed with Anna, and things turned really toxic because he's a selfish, controlling man. As you can imagine, his public defender advised him against giving this interview because it's very incriminating. No idea how he plans on getting out of these charges now that he basically laid out what he did and even went as far as to shift the blame to the wife that he murdered. 
And he just recently had his preliminary hearing on January 25th, 2022, where he made it very clear that he has little self-control over his emotions. A police officer on the stand is asked if it's fair to say that Ali experienced a very traumatic event, and the officer responds with, he created one, yeah. And Ali, he just loses it. He explodes at the police officer. He begins shouting and pointing at him. And the judge pretty much tells him, if you can't control yourself, you're going to have to go out there and watch your court proceedings happen remotely. In the end, it's decided that his trial will move forward and he will be charged with two counts of first-degree murder. He could face the death penalty if he's convicted and prosecutors choose to prosecute with the death penalty. Ali was denied bail because the judge determined him to be a flight risk, and fair enough, seeing as how it kind of appeared that he was on the run with his daughter when he was apprehended. He's also prohibited from having any contact with several of his family members, as well as Anna's family and even his daughter. It's going to be an interesting trial. In addition to the eyewitness statements, there was also video footage from the apartment complex that showed him entering the unit and leaving the unit just after the gunshots ring out. He's then seen running up and down the hallway screaming. With all of this evidence, I guess we'll have to wait and see if he still wants to move forward with a not guilty plea or if he's going to try to attempt to get some sort of plea bargain. But I doubt the prosecution is really going to go for that. At this point, from everything that I've seen and in my personal opinion, it appears like he's a whole lot more broken up over the fact that his social media career has been ended. Even in the interview that he gave from jail, he appears to get the most emotional when he talks about how well life was going for him and what a bright future he was going to be having. Clearly, he wanted to maintain control over his image and having this perfect family that was falling apart and he couldn't control it. Thankfully, his daughter wasn't in the home at the time of the shooting. However, one day, he's going to have to explain all of this to her. And in the meantime, she has to go on without her mother or her father in her life because of a selfish social media influencer who thought he was so important that he could take the lives of two innocent people. But that's it for me tonight. Let me know in the comments what you think of this case and Ali Abulaban. Is he entitled, narcissistic, or just caught up with social media and the desire to have this picture-perfect life? Let's hear it. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I'm here on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. If you'd like more ad-free exclusive content as well as supplemental documents and details on all of the cases that I cover, make sure you join my Patreon page at patreon.com slash serialnapper. I also post two additional Patreon-only episodes over on my Patreon each month, so go check it out. Until next time, don't be a Dahmer. Bye!